welcome to the Investment Cuddle. I'm Gary, and on today's podcast, we're going to talk about our visit to the Investment Company Showcase that was held in Hammersmith in London last week. So by investment companies, we mean investment trusts or close-ended funds. So this is the second year that the AIC, Association of Investment Companies, has held this event. So we missed last year's, but we were pleased to get there this year, despite some very interesting weather. Trains running a little bit late, but we made it to London, into the big smoke, to catch the best part of the event. So it was really very focused on investment companies, for obvious reasons. But we had, on the day, essentially a little bit about fixed income and about small companies a little bit about biotech and then some talk from some talk about dividends infrastructure and property there was also a bit of talk about japan and the emerging markets focus on private equity and venture capital trusts as well and where in the world you should be looking to invest there were a couple of keynote speeches on the day one by lawrence burns of scottish moore of Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust, if those of you that know uh, SMT's the ticker on Scottish Mortgage. And then wrapping up the day was a gentleman called Nick Robinson from the Today programme, so Radio 4 in the UK, the BBC broadcast, so fairly famous in the UK. I'm not so sure how worldwide he is known for some of our listeners, but it was a good, let's say, value-packed day. So Philip and myself were there for the investment call. And had a, a relatively good day. So I thought we'd just take you through some of the people that were there, mostly investment managers talking about their funds and their opinions on things. Just wanted to highlight a few of the things we thought were really good about the session. But if there's anybody wants to look at it in more detail, I'll put links to the showcase in the show notes so you can see for yourselves and maybe get a bit more familiar with the AIC, the Association of Investment Companies, because they provide an awful lot of information about closed-ended funds, and they are essentially the mouthpiece for the industry. So in there, you've got a lady called Annabelle Brody-Smith. She acted as moderator in one of the sessions that we went to. You've also got Nick Britton. He was the moderator um, and also is part of the AIC, for the infrastructure session, which we'll talk about as well. So a big shout out to those two because we thoroughly enjoyed those two sessions. So the first session we just wanted to focus on was the big income panel session that we attended. There was Merchants Trust, Dunedin Income Growth Fund there, Edinburgh Investment Trust, and Carl Caldwell was there from Interactive Investor as the moderator. So these guys were really looking at where they see opportunities. They were also talking a little bit about dividends versus growth. I think when you look at all of those investment companies, they're all paying a reasonable dividend. The Merchant Trust is over 5% at the moment. Edinburgh's a little bit lower than that, sort of 4 But there was a bit of discussion about how do you pay for those dividends? Do you pay for them completely out of the earnings that you make in, in dividends? 
And there was also a bit of discussion from the guy, from Simon, from the Merchants Trust, about selling out certain companies, using some of that as as earnings, and then you'd pay that as your dividend. So there's different ways you can play this with investment trusts, as, as we all know already. But I think the real positive was that whilst well, these trusts buy UK companies predominantly, there are opportunities. And I think also one of the key things is these investment trusts look at raising the dividends year on year. Some of these guys have done it for a long time and I encourage anybody that doesn't know about the dividend heroes to go into the AIC website and look at how many dividend heroes there are, which is I think it's companies that have raised their dividend for 20 years or more. And there's plenty of those. And actually, there's also quite a few now that are creeping up towards that, that are in the kind of 17-year or 18-year period. And that's pretty significant, especially if you're looking to buy these investment companies for the income in, well, let's say, retirement. So a good session there. Then we went on to one of the keynote speeches, which was Lawrence Burns from Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. The title of his keynote speech was Invest in Progress. And I think a lot of what he was focused on on Friday was artificial intelligence, looking at the companies that are going to grow as a consequence of that, plus new technology generally, because I think it's fair to say they're not just engaged in artificial intelligence. But I think there was an awful lot of apologies from him about current performance. Neither Philip or I hold Scottish Mortgage. We don't intend to, but I think it was really interesting just to see what he's thinking about continuing to look for these type of tech companies going forward, look for growth. Lawrence shared the split on unlisted companies. So I think we said, if you looked at the total of the Scottish mortgage fund size as of Friday when we were sat there listening to what he had to say, there's about two, two and a half billion in unlisted stocks. So that's bigger than an awful lot of the investment trusts that we would normally look to buy. But that represented about 28% of the total holdings for that investment trust. So for me, I don't think I'm very aware, or I certainly wasn't aware of the percentage holdings in unlisted companies. And lots of trusts and funds have unlisted companies. And we'll come on to a company that, or an investment trust that doesn't in a little, in a little while. But the interesting thing there was almost 30% of Scottish mortgage is unlisted which if you believe in the strategy and think that's the right thing to do, that's one one element to look at. But also they were saying that there's not that many companies within that two and a half billion. So you've got to be turning around and saying some of those are considerable holdings. And for me, I think personally, that's a little bit too much risk for me. But it was really interesting to hear his perspective on AI and where... ASML and NVIDIA and various other companies that they've bought on a timeline of, let's say, 
Um, I think they've held ASML since 96. And that's a commitment right through to 2023 where they continue to look for and purchase companies within that space. I think, interesting pitch, I think there's an awful lot of, what Philip was saying to me at the time, that there's an awful lot of institutional investment in Scottish mortgage. So I'm not entirely sure the individual and retail investors are a major concern for them, but that remains to be seen. But I think really for me, it's a case of that's a really interesting trust. And if you want to go down that road, I thoroughly encourage you to look into that in a bit more detail. So on that note, when we talked about unlisted companies, we also went to a session about how small should you go. So it was a smaller companies thing. So coming right across from Scottish Mortgage, who are a massive trust, relatively speaking, in terms of market capitalization compared to some of the smaller trusts because they're involved with smaller companies. So without that session, there was BlackRock Smaller Companies, Schroeder UK Midcap Fund, Diverse Income Trust, and Gervais Williams was also representing Mitten UK Microcap Trust at that session. And Annabelle Brodie-Smith was our moderator from AIC. So within that session... They were looking at opportunities around the alternative investment market in the UK, so the AIM market, talking about mid mid-size companies, small caps. Quite interesting that Gene Roche from Schroeder UK Midcap Fund was saying that they were looking at with their fund about a billion pounds market capitalization, which has now come down due to the change in the UK. Pricing to about 600 million is now what they class as mid-cap, which is still quite small in my view. But so Roland Arnold was there representing BlackRock smaller companies. So he also looks after the open-ended fund, the smaller companies funds of the OIC. But he was there obviously because it was an AIC investment company event focusing on the investment trust end. But they're obviously quite a large, smaller company fund. Our takeaway, I think, Philip and I, was that they were all very positive about dividends and dividend return as part of a total return. And said it was actually fundamental to how they were um, approaching those funds. And I think Gervais Williams, for me, when we we asked him a, a couple of questions... One was about unlisted companies because we just heard from um, Scottish Mortgage. They don't hold any unlisted companies. I think that kind of made me smile slightly because that means that you you know what you're getting because there's a list of what they're, what they're investing in and none of it's unlisted. So I took that as a real positive, actually. And for those of you that know Gervais Williams, I hadn't heard him speak before and he did do another session, which I will talk about briefly, but in terms of diverse income trust that he manages and the and the Mitten UK microcap trust, he's very pro-dividends. He also was suggesting that the UK stock market is now outperforming other markets at a fundamental level, which I don't think is getting any press yet. But what he's saying is there's a really good opportunity there to own UK companies period, whether it's 
as an investment trust or some other vehicle, which we won't talk about today because we're talking about investment trusts. So I think that was a really good panel discussion. I think they were in agreement, despite it sounds like they have been in disagreement in other in other forums between the three of them. But I think you look at those three fund managers there and those four investment trusts, certainly worth a look. And I'll put the links to those in the show notes. Got a real range there of fund sizes and manager's approach as well. Well worth having a look at what those guys have been up to. So probably just a little shout out. We talked about Gervais Williams from Diverse Income Trust and Mitten UK Microcap Trust. He did a pitch on it's all about dividends. And I think when asked, well, we asked the panel in the previous session how important dividends were as, as they all surprising to me any that they all agreed roughly had the same approach I think in terms of they were aware they were saying that dividends were significantly important to to them and how their funds have performed which was different actually to when we were listening to the, the Edinburgh Trust gentleman there who's been in the game a long time so there's a lot of respect for him but he's just just coming up to retirement but what he was saying was that Dividends were not their key focus. So I think, you know, it really much depends on who you talk to. But Gervais, I would say, other than being quite a personality, really put a strong case across for companies that, frankly, make money, redistribute some of that. Um, He's not a great fan of buybacks. Can't argue with him on that one either. But, you know, companies that are investing for the future as well as paying out some of the money that they get as part of their earnings. So a really good session from him. Um, and so the other main session just wanted to raise with you guys was a session called Built to Last. So this was all very much about infrastructure. Uh, as we said, Nick Britton moderated this. Nick Britton from the AIC moderated this session. And there was three investment trusts there. Sequoia Economic Infrastructure Income, HICL Infrastructure, and international public partnerships. So, so Edward Hunt and Chris Morgan from Hickel Infrastructure, HICL Infrastructure Trust, and international public partnerships, respectively, they are very much focused on assets and the management of those assets and the generation of revenue from those assets over the longer term. Steve Cook from Sequoia Economic Infrastructure Income, I think, you know, probably quoting him here so I'll just try and get it right he was saying they are a debt company or a debt trust so they are lending out money for other people to go and do the asset building interestingly with those guys if you wanted to play so this is Steve Cook's Sequoia Fund if you wanted to play on almost like the bond market to some degree they wouldn't be a bad shower we like the investment trust set up they're lending out money he said i think they're averaging about 10 percent at the moment and that was probably likely to go up before rates peaked in terms of how the rates this money's being lent out at so they're paying i think it's about a nine percent dividend at the moment so 
yes, capital-wise, all three of them have had a bit of a tough time. Various questions in the audience about that. But ultimately, I thought that was an interesting play. The other two, in terms of infrastructure, we asked them about what they were doing in the kind of environmental space um, and whether they thought that was a you know the net zero journey for companies and organizations was a positive or a negative to their balance sheet, to their profit or loss. I think all of them actually said it was a positive. Steve Cook certainly said from an investment point of view, there's lots of opportunities and things there getting involved with in terms of renewable projects. So again, if you like the ESG element, you know, that's worth looking at. Chris Morgan was really interesting because he mentioned about some of the energy distribution kit that the assets that they own. So international public partnerships are investing in the gear that gets the power off like the wind turbines and then redistributes it. But they're not investing in wind turbines so there's a fixed asset there that they are generating revenue from for distributing the power for these guys with the wind turbines and i thought that was a really interesting play as well things you don't tend to get out of a fact sheet generally or certainly i I don't tend to so i think that infrastructure play at the moment i have to say when i went to the, the the showcase on friday I couldn't think of anything worse than infrastructure right now. Credit to to Steve Cook, Edward Hunt and Chris Morgan because they actually changed mine and Philip's perspective on the day. Those were the key highlights for Philip and I. The day was rounded off by a gentleman who we are very familiar with. Um, Certainly you'll be very familiar with if you listen to the Today programme on Radio 4 in the UK. He's a political commentator has been involved with lots and lots of news and political events historically over the years and gave lots of amusing anecdotes let's say but also took a moment to talk about the current situation that we're in with the different conflicts and what that meant for investors and I think he painted a very pessimistic view and then a slightly more optimistic view to say, look, you know, things are you know, rarely as bad as we think, but could get better. So really good session from Nick to close the day out. So it was lovely to get him. We'd love to see him. It was good to see him giving us a different perspective on the world in general. And I think it is important from a macro point of view to look at those trends and understand where things are in the heat of the moment as well as where they may land longer term especially for us steady investors so yeah i think we had a really good visit i think both philip and i said we would certainly be back next year assuming all goes well and the the association of investment companies the aic are able to hold a third event the key highlights for us are the ones that we've gone through I think the keynote speeches were fantastic. The smaller companies section was also really good from my perspective. For me, Gervais Williams stole the show with the how small should you go? And it's all about the dividends. Sessions 
I was really impressed with his approach. I think it's always good when you hear somebody talking absolute sense about investment because it's a scary, scary business. But he also said that there were lots of opportunities coming forward. So I was really impressed with the approach there. So it just leaves me to say thank you to the AIC for the showcase event. I'll put the links into the show notes for the various companies there and also the AIC itself. If you've got any comments or questions on that event or the the Investment Trust area, give us a shout. We're happy to cover more of that if that's of interest. So I hope you've enjoyed that review of the AIC's showcase. And thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. This programme has been presented for information and educational purposes only. None of the information or content of the programme is to be taken as an offer, opinion or recommendation by the programme's hosts or guests to buy or sell securities. Nor is it intended to provide legal, tax, accounting, commercial or financial advice. Opinions and comments are based on information from sources believed to be reliable. All investing involves risk as prices go up or down based on a number of factors. Always consider consulting a financial professional before investing.